The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. I am the most knowledgeable Smokey and the Bandit person that I know, yet I learned more yesterday. There's not just three of those damn movies. There's seven of them. And you could buy all seven at a hugely discounted price on the second day of Amazon Prime Day. You'd get Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit 2, Smokey and the Bandit Part 3, Bandit Goes Country, Bandit, Bandit, Bandit Silver Angel, and Beauty and the Bandit. (laughs) Uh, I don't think outside the original three that you're going to see any of the main players that made the franchise successful, and I certainly don't need to see them myself. Walmart has all seven movies for five bucks. That should tell you everything you need to know. (laughs) You're kidding. No. All of them? Oh, my goodness. Well, I see Muscle Shell County had posted a severe thunderstorm watch last night, and they had some radar, and they got some, uh, a lot of green, but a little bit, a little bit of orange and several lightning strikes northwest of Roundup. I know a couple other lightning strikes posted on Facebook this morning. Has, um, has that big sheet of wallpaper always been down off of that wall? Maybe they're remodeling. Well, they they came up here a week or two ago, and they took something apart in the wall and put it back together. So maybe that was it. Uh, there's a little... There was a fire. I don't know the status of the fire. Uh, up in Jellison, northwest of Harlow. All kinds of trails up there. I four-wheeled up there, but it was just a small... Looks like it was lightning caused. Hmm. We didn't get any rain, but we got the wind. So that put the end of haying... Uh, Yesterday, uh, also a lightning strike, small fire up on Shooter's Bluff Trail. Don't know where that is. Mm. But I think everybody here is uh, nervous enough about them now. They get called in pretty quick. Best way to fight a fire, keep it small. Yeah. Well, and if you live somewhere rural, do like Paul did. Get yourself a little firefighting rig. Mm. It's not like you can put out a massive forest fire, but if you can get there quick while it's small. I take uh, I take mine up when I'm bailing my, my pickup and stuff and... Um, and yesterday, you know, with 50 mile an hour winds blowing, so I'll have to look for my wind rows today. I don't know <laughs> quite where they went, but I'll look for them but today. They later. should be a lot drier. Yeah. Because, oh yeah. 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 I don't, I wouldn't care if we got rain. Um, I'll work around that. So rain kind of hardened billings for a while there, I guess, but I, I didn't check my rain gauge. I had a little, uh, I didn't get much cause the one low spot in my driveway to, to fill that up, it's gotta be about a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. So. The rumble strips on the side of the highway coming in were had water in them. And I think the paper's wrong. The paper's got an article today on the weather, and it was hot yesterday. And it said the averagest time of year is 81. I think they're wrong. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's like 80s. In fact, I bet Siri knows. Hey, Siri, what's the average temperature for this time of year in Billings, Montana? Okay. I found this on the web for what's the average temperature for this time of year in Billings, Montana. Check it out. Right, let me check it out here. I thought she'd tell me, but select a wireless network. I don't want to do that. It <laughs> uh, doesn't have it here. I know it's like 86 or 87. Average temperature in Billings. The hot season lasts for 2.8 months. June 14th to September 10th. With an average daily high temperature in that time frame of 79 degrees. The hottest month of the year in Billings is July, an average high of 89 degrees. Um, The paper today said 81, so they're off. 
The cold season in Mont in Billings lasts 3.3 months from November 18th to February the 27th with an average daily high below 46 degrees. The coldest month of the year in Billings on average is December with an average low of 22 and an average high of 37. Now I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have picked December. I think I'd have said January. Yeah. And the way it's been lately, February uh, has been one of our coldest months. Mm. Doesn't get much cooler in August because the average high in Billings in August is 87. So we go from 89 in July to 87 in August. So I'm looking more forward towards October temperatures again. Mm. Doesn't take much of 100 degrees to get you ready for, uh, for some cooler weather. But uh, another 40% today, 30% tomorrow. Going to be 103 on Sunday. Then 90s all after that. You guys worrying about your crop ripening up? Don't worry about it. Yeah. First August, it's going to be, it's going to be close. The late spring that we had, the cool weather that we had, is uh, it's catching up quick. So I'm trying to get as much hay here uh, knocked down while it's green and the nutrients and stuff are a little better as fast as I can. So a um, little different than last year. Last year at this time, everything was just gunpowder. Yeah. It was awful. Well, Paul, it's, it's what everybody's doing. Yeah. And, you know, either they learn from last year or they know how good we've got it this year because everywhere I go. Yeah. Well, and out your way, they're all irrigated. They yeah. throw the water on it, man. Instant millionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like the lottery game for them. Only there's only one ticket, and it's an instant millionaire winning ticket, and they get it. Plus, you can just park it, go into Ra Ra's, have a beer, and come back out. Yeah, play nine at Pryor. <laughs> go home, see if the water's still flowing over your alfalfa field. <laughs> oh yeah, we're crowded with farmers. Oh the golf yeah, course. I'm sure you are, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Hmm. But we've been lucky uh, so far with the fires and stuff. But that's going to change. Uh, it's just going to change. Does all the time anyway. Last week when I I stopped that couple going up the road at ten o'clock at night, dragging a chain, and the sparks were flying across the road. I thought, man, if it was last year, the whole country would have been on fire. But see, the opens underway. Tiger tees off at ten Eastern time this morning, so that would be about eight o'clock our time. Last night after I showered and was uh, letting my diesel motor cool down while I was sitting in my chair. My body's like a like a diesel. I got I gotta let it cool down a little bit before I can do anything. And um, I happened to flip over on the Golf Channel and was watching some some uh, things on the British Open and how the weather can change in an instant out there. And they showed uh, they showed this one time these guys were playing and it was windy and it was raining like crazy. I mean that flag on that flag stick was straight out, and this guy. This guy hit a shot. I, I don't know who it was and what year it was, but it was about two feet from the hole on his approach uh, and uh, just stuck it right there and the wind's blowing. So he, he goes up to line up his putt and the wind starts blowing the ball. He didn't mark yet and the wind starts blowing his ball and his ball rolls and rolls and the wind's blowing it, you know, and he's holding his hat and his windbreaker's in front of him. It's blowing so hard. And that the ball, that thing, that thing rolled forty feet away from that hole before it got some traction. It could stop again, and uh, they play in that one. That's why I like, uh, and I, I know you haven't seen the movie, but uh, 
I really like the movie. It's called The Greatest Game Ever Played. And it was, uh, it's the story of Francis Quement. And he was the amateur that won the U.S. Open. In fact, this year at the U.S. Open, uh, they had a, uh, where they held it, they, they held it at the place where uh, his house was. And uh, they have, uh, they have his house. They turned his house into a little museum kind of thing next to the golf course here. But this young kid, young amateur, wins the U.S. Open and uh, with these antique golf sticks and clubs and people walking all over the courses and and awful weather and wind and rain. And it's, uh, it's a pretty good movie, actually. And it's based on a, the true story of his life. It's got a little caddy. His caddy was only 10 or 11 at the time back then. And uh, he had this little kid that was his caddy. And uh, Eddie, they remained uh, friends until they died. But it's a pretty good movie. Some corny stuff in it, but uh, a little corny doesn't hurt you now once in a while. And this I'm I'm telling to the guy who's seen all seven of the... No, I have not. I didn't know there were seven. Oh, how many have you seen? I saw. I just saw the three. Three, the three. Three main ones. Yeah, the, the first three. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for you because I, I can only imagine what the next four were like. The first movie... You could have the sound not working, and I think I could do the whole movie for you. <laughs> what do you mean you think? Isn't that funny how you can watch something and learn everything from it immediately, and then, uh, but you could study something and never get it? Hmm. For me, that'd be like playing guitar. I watch people do it. Just not something I'll ever understand, be able to do myself. Yeah. Well, and probably never want to do it anyway. Well, when I was younger, I did. I tried. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I got a pretty good version of what can you do with a drunken sailor down pretty good. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet that'd be good. Yeah. Alley cat. <laughs> oh, hey, an update for you. I got to get you people voting for John. You know, you can vote more than once. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You can vote every day. Okay. And he sent me a thing yesterday and I saw he's uh, he was down about 150 votes. He's second in the voting. Oh, okay. They take two guards. But he's second, but he's down by 150. And if I can get uh, folks from Montana to rally, uh, we can get him in there in the all-star game. But um, And, you know, fan voting only counts for 50%. So I don't know what kind of formula they use uh, to do it, but um, we got to uh, get that up there so people can vote every day on it. And I thought, man, with, with the amount of... Uh, Facebook people and website people and people that read the post and stuff. We we ought to be able to get him over the top. It'd be so cool to have a Montana guy, our first professional gamer in the state ever, uh, get an all star position on the NBA 2K team. And he's down. He's down. He was down quite a bit. So. I just typed in NBA 2K all star, mm-hmm. and it takes you to the website. And there's a vote now button at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I'm clicking on that. Got to go to the east. He's a player. He's in the east. Well, um, we had a link up on there for a while, but uh, I'll have to get Rachel to repost that or put it up there or something. But Okay, I typed in the first four letters of witness, which is the name he goes by, mm-hmm. and he pops up. Okay. can you? See, is there a, like a vote now or something button? or View your picks. It shows John at guard. Okay. Review and submit. There you go. Good work, Wilson. There's one vote. Yep. And that's how long it takes. Yeah. And it won't even take that long if... Because uh, most of you are better on a computer than I am. Yeah, and if we put a link or something in there, why? Um, or a patty. Mark always liked patties better than links. 
Yeah. He liked patty sausage better than link sausage. And and uh, even though it's the same sausage, he always liked patties better than links. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because of the shape kind of grossed him out a little bit. But No, um, totally different flavor. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, well, that's all right. Everybody's different. But uh, I got to get everybody to start, uh, start voting for John again. We got to see if we can pick this up a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see him get in there and doesn't cost you anything and uh you know wouldn't it be great have this little montana ranch kid be at the all-star game with all these big city slickers that uh, okay that, there's more to it is there they want your name and your email uh, you get to click that you're not a robot and now i have to select from nine pictures all images with mountains or hills so you prove you're not a robot oh uh, yeah see and uh they're when when I wrote my article, Rachel put the link on there where you could just go right to it. Yeah, because the first time I voted, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, I speak, well, they don't want a robot in there every day clicking and right. clicking. And, yeah, I get it. So Okay. I was successful. Mm-hmm. Another vote for John. Good. Thanks. I'll tell him. Probably likes you better anyway. Well, he talks to me as much as he talks to he you. He does. <laughs> He does. I mean, John never had a hell of a lot to say anyway. No, no. Well, I did get a text from him yesterday, so that was good. I told him, well, we'll see if we can get these Montana people to step up. Got to get them to step up. Well, let's see here. Article in the paper today, folks, about the uh, Democrats in Montana are announcing proposals for the budget surplus. Signing a projected budget surplus... Democrat lawmakers on Wednesday called for a mix of spending on programs aimed at bolstering affordable housing, child care, mental health service, along with some property tax relief. First of all, the very first sentence should have been the Democrats, a couple things. Number one, have, a, have announced they are so grateful and would like to thank Governor Gianforti and his budget team for providing <laughs> us with a budget surplus. That's the first thing they should have put in there. Uh-huh. Because under the Democratic governor, we didn't have a $1.7 billion budget surplus. Boy, he's, he's not getting any credit, is he? Second of all, for the Democrats that are lined up there, uh, that means that means that Montana property owners were overcharged. Keep the change. They were overcharged, right. and the refund should now be on the way. Here, here. The Democrats and Republicans came up with a budget. This is how much they were going to spend. Okay, there you go. You spent it. Now, there's $1.7 billion that was come in or was brought into the tax coffers that was not budgeted for. So that should go back. That should go back to everyone. It's not up to the Democrats, folks, to decide how my money should be spent if they owe me. Here, here. Couldn't agree more. They don't get to dis- Folks, Democrats don't get to decide how you spend your tax refund. No. They don't get that. When you get a refund from the IRS, do the Democrats first go, okay, we're going to spend part of that refund first, and then we'll decide how much of it we'll give you back. And then have the audacity to come back later. Oh, well, we're running another mill levy. That money should all go back. Yeah. If the budget, that's what a balanced budget is. If the budget is met, Anything that they took from you that they did not need should go 
back. When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D, roadsideeventcenter.com. Period. I don't care what your party affiliation is. It should go back. Mm -hmm. Not more programs, nothing. Because once you start a program... Once you start funding a program, then that program has to be funded. Right. And it will never go away. And, oh, this this will drive him crazy. If you paid more in taxes than somebody else, you should get more back. You get what you pay. It's that simple. It's that simple. So what do the Democrats want to do with a $1.7 billion? They want to spend three quarters of a billion dollars on programs and services. Two hundred fifty million of that for property tax relief. Two hundred and fifty million. So, folks, they want to give you what? Thirteen percent of all of that money they want to give back. That's it. We want to put the money back in the pockets of the people of our community, but we want to address rising costs. We want to make sure our economy is thriving. Well, you fought everything that the governor did during the last session. You fought everything he wanted, everything he proposed, lowering tax rates, all of it. You fought all of that. And now, now you phonies are sitting there. Well, this is what we need to do now. And it was by no means of whatsoever of what you and your party did that we got the $1.7 billion. None. Zero. The Democrats in Montana have a plan that calls for 500 million this is a half a billion dollars folks of that money for affordable housing construction programs no no should all go back you want to watch the economy grow even more put 1.7 billion dollars of money back into the hands of the people of Montana and watch that money be spent great point watch small business thrive Make no mistakes. This is an immediate crisis. This isn't something down the road. This is happening now. It's affecting our neighbors, our employees who work in restaurants. It's affecting construction sites. It's a crisis. The plan would also allocate $125 million, so another tenth of a billion dollars, folks, for child care. Child care is the cornerstone of the economy. What are you smoking? <laughs> Without child care, families can't work, said Representative Mary Caffero of Helena. You're wrong, Mary. You're wrong. Uh, My family didn't have child care. No. I had four. My family did not have child care. Didn't have child care. We need to remember that we had budget cuts in 2017. We've never since that point, including today, when we have so much money, so much to get grain in the grain bin. We have not invested to get to the level of funding to meet up with the needs of our communities. You don't need to fund that. I've got a better plan for affordable housing. I got a better plan. Rather than the taxpayers, rather than the taxpayers making it easier for other people to buy a home and get into the home, the answer is already right in front of them. Oh, and you're going to hate this one too. There's 11.7 million unfilled jobs in America right now. 
That is the best way to affordable housing. You're right. 11.7 million. Well, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, if you need an extra $300 for rent or for to rent a home or to get be able to make a payment, there's a way to do that. There's a way to do that without having a program. It's already available. It's already out there. It's sitting there waiting for you to go get it, to go take it. Why do why do people why do people because they are breathing and they exist on this planet deserve it? It's another one of those liberal terms, affordable housing. I made my housing affordable when I started out on my own by living with four other people in a house. That was affordable at the time. That's you make it affordable. Right. Nobody paid my rent. Right. It's out there. Right. We have an affordable housing plan. Right. We have it. So many hours it can be worked, so many jobs it can be had. But 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 these people uh are you working sixty hours a week? Sixty hours a week makes for affordable housing. Yeah. Nobody has to do that. Nobody should have to do that. You're right. So you know what I need to do? I need to work 80 hours a week so I can pay my taxes to give you money for affordable housing. Right. Shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. We already have an affordable housing plan. Child care. Nobody. It's the backbone of the economy. Child care is the cornerstone of the economy. I don't know how you can get to that. We have we have tourism. We have medical. We have agriculture in Montana. But child care, according to the Democrats, is the backbone of our economy. No. Wrong. You you people have, you, you've been smoking that product that you were so adamant about getting in. How about this one? We'll give you Democrats all of the tax revenue from dope since you're the one smoking it. And then you give everyone else the money back for their property taxes. You do that. Or state income taxes. Our budget legally has to be balanced in Montana. We met the budget. We have a surplus. We That money goes back. People overpaid. They overpaid. That's the budget we all agreed to. Mm-hmm. All agreed to. How would the Democrats feel? Let me ask these four. How would these Democrats feel if they were... They went to their accountant on by April 15th and they filed their income taxes and their income tax refund was $2,560 and we gave them back 560 of it because we told them we're going to use $2,000 of the extra tax money that you paid to the feds. We're going to use that for, uh, for other things that we've decided. They would be livid. That's my money. I want that money back. Well, how in the hell do you think property tax people feel? Mm -hmm. They've overpaid. That's right. You don't get to spend it. Give it back. Give it back. That's what budgets are about. We have an affordable housing plan. People hate that. Don't talk to me about how you can't do it. You are talking to the wrong guy. Yeah. Talking to the wrong guy. You don't know what it's like. You're talking to the wrong guy. You don't know my personal story. You don't know it then. You're talking to the wrong guy. 1990, when they did the census and they came out to my house, folks, and the lady came out, sat down at the table with my wife and was talking about the hours worked every week. They only had, they only had at the time, double digit spaces on the United States census form for hours worked in a week. She didn't know what to do. You're going, what? Yeah, because I was working 101 hours a week at the time. Well, that's impossible. No, not back then it wasn't. No. I had to. And I had very, very antiquated equipment, machinery, uh, all kinds of stuff. We didn't need child care. We had four. 
we didn't need it. Um, and I, uh, I understand single moms out there and the plight that they face every day. Uh, they may have had some loser man in their life or something like that. That's a different story. Right. I get that. But the affordable housing thing, we have an affordable housing plan. And uh, right now, in fact, with the amount of jobs and the money that they're paying. 17 bucks an hour in McDonald's. That makes housing pretty affordable. Pretty quickly. All of a sudden. Yeah. Use your regular job for all your other budget and all of your other bills. If you're budgeting properly, mm-hmm. the rest goes into the housing budget. Hall. You'd be surprised how quickly. Now, you Democrats, the guy that you have leading the charge is kind of making things a little difficult right now. Uh, your party. Mm-hmm. Who in the hell, folks, would you want to be in charge of your money anyway? These people, look what they've done. They've shown they've had no responsibility when it comes to financing money and budget. Republicans are just as bad. Mm-hmm. Just as bad when it comes to that. Spend way too much. Government was never about spending money. was never supposed to be allocating funds. Now that's all they ever deal with or want to do because they get power that way. They get power that way. That money, almost all of it should go back. Almost all of it. If you want to use some of it at all, some of it should be used to shore up the state's retirement fund, which is in debt right now. And we owe those people that money because we made a stupid deal many, many years ago and promised it. (laughs) The plan would provide startup grants and low interest loans for new businesses, funding pay raises for workers. Pay raises. Not with my money. Uh, Yes, Mark. Thank you. Your money, folks. The Democrats want to take your money that you overpaid and give raises to other people with your money. We've been hearing for years that Montanans, the value of their home is growing so fast they can't afford their property tax bill. The plan, though, does not identify a specific income threshold for one-time property tax refunds. An income threshold. In other words, they will make the decision. If those four Democrats there at that podium decide they think you already make enough and you don't need it, that's not your decision. That's my money. If you pay it, it's your money. You get to decide what to do with your money, not a bunch of Democrats. The plan does not identify an income threshold, but indicates a targeted approach in identifying actual working folks and not millionaires. You sons of you-know-what rhymes with witches. How, How in the hell can you say that people who are millionaires are not working? How in the hell do you think they got to be there? No kidding. Huh? You think they're all trust fund babies? You think they're all uh, Dennis Washington's kids? How in the hell do you think people got there? Not millionaires. They got there by working their ass off. Taking chances, assuming risk, starting their own businesses, putting in long hours, which you don't advocate. Multiple jobs. How dare you? How do you have the gall to say that people that are worth a million dollars weren't working people. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I wish I'd have, been, I'd have ripped her ass open. How can you say that? A freshly hand-cut steak and made-from-scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary, made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook.
actual working folks, not millionaires. Oh, you are a piece of crap. A piece of crap. Senator Shannon O'Brien of Missoula. Uh Uh-huh. Actual working folks, not millionaires. (sighs) Carrie Smith, Republican from Billings, responded. It's very nice of the Democrats to hold a press conference touting how strong our economy record, employment, and tax revenues are under Governor Gianforti and the Republican legislators' leadership as Democratic legislators voted against reopening Montana after their government shut our state down and voted against all major tax cuts last session. Yeah, see, that's uh-huh. exactly what I said. Right. The best way to get that $1.7 billion out and help the economy is to put it back in the hands of people who are owed it and who paid it. Absolutely. Most people are not going to sock that away for a rainy day. No. You know what the best way is to, to help affordable housing, too, folks? Da-da-da-da! Here's a brainer. Eliminate property taxes. Ooh. Yeah. Eliminate those. Just think of that. You got a $2,500 a year property tax bill on your home? $3,000 property tax? How far will that go towards a mortgage? No kidding. Hmm? How far would that go towards a mortgage if there were no property taxes? Because see, people who may qualify for a $100,000 home or a $129,000 home, they got to come up with another $2,000, $2,500 on top of that to pay their property tax that you penalize them for for owning it. Yeah, that's right. Get rid of that. Get rid of it. Oh, I did not need to hear that from that girl. Put it back in the hands of people who need it. Working people, not millionaires. The working people and not millionaires. That... Oh, man. I I got some bad things I could say. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see the article in the paper yesterday, what our city council did? Unanimously approved a $250,000 tax increment finance help for some apartments downtown. Uh, the Lincoln Apartments, person that uh, bought the building, sees these as apartments for between five and $700 a month. The building is intended for what I call workforce housing. Workforce housing. How come, you know... Folks, why why is work never the answer? Hmm? Why is independently being able to do it yourself, which you have opportunity to do, why is that never the answer? It's never the answer. Becoming subsistent, able to support yourself, that's never the answer. Never the answer. When you moved out here and you worked for a guy, how long did you have to work for him and save everything before you could put it down on your place? Long time. Yeah. Uh, eight years, probably. Yeah. Eight, nine years. And, uh, and the only reason I was able to do it is because there was a downturn in the economy and things in farming back in the mid eighties were so bad Mm -hmm. that this, it was repoed and I was able to get a a repo folks. There's, you know, what was the stat? 70% of Americans don't even have $500 saved up $500. That's, uh, that's, uh, having a hot water heater bought and put in for you. I'll put it on my credit card. Yeah. No fiscal responsibility in America anymore. Look for someone else. Look for someone else. And uh, But what we have learned today from this witch up in Missoula, this buffoon, is that millionaires or a person who has earned their first million, you're not a hardworking person. And you don't deserve any accolades, any property tax money back, nothing. You're a piece of crap. You are the scum of the earth. How dare you? want property tax money back you're not a hard worker we learned that from her we learned that from her today 
That's how Democrats feel about people who have busted their ass Mm -hmm. and did it the good old-fashioned American way. And who are paying most of the tax bills. That's how they feel about you. Mm. That really gets in my crawl. That that's that's one of those things that just that really gets to me. Well, it comes from somebody that has no idea what hard work is like. She, I, I like. To, I, I might have to write. Her. I'm, I might write her a letter today, Senator Shannon O'Brien out of Missoula. Shannon O'Brien. Her plan doesn't identify an income threshold for refunds, but indicates a targeted approach, identifying actual working folks. <laughs> and not millionaires. Hmm. Who do you think's worked harder? Who do you think's worked harder? Shannon, you dumb woman. The people who have made their first million or the people that can't afford a $400 a month apartment? Which one of those two do you think have worked harder? Right. Shannon, which ones? And by the way, it's supposed to be that way. When you're 22, you're not supposed to be able to afford anything yet. Right, Wilson? Yeah. That's how it works. You're not supposed to be a millionaire at 22. You're supposed to be a millionaire at 52, not 22. You're not supposed to have a four-bedroom, three-bath house like they show on the Home and Garden Network with a pool, an area to entertain. I drink lots of damn wine at 20 bucks a bottle, and I've got a budget of $110,000. You're not supposed to have that at age 23, 24, 25. You're not supposed to have it then. You're supposed to have a $400 a month apartment with a roommate, with two jobs at that time of your life. That's what you're supposed to do then. But all you people that have made your first million when it comes to your 401ks, all of your assets, your home, your cars, your savings account, by the time you're 52, 55 years old, keep in mind, keep in mind that Shannon O'Brien from Missoula doesn't think you were a hard worker. No, no, no. This property, it doesn't go to you. It only goes to hardworking people, hardworking people. You got some kind of guts to say something like that. And it's not it's not pissing off those people that she wants to help right now. That's right. You know why, Mark? Because <laughs> at 540 in the morning, they're not going yet. No. No, you're right. I'll bet we have a lot of hardworking people who are worth a million dollars listening right now mm-hmm. all across the country. Because they're either up getting ready for work mm-hmm. or at work. Or at work or own their business or out on their farm or doing something. Yep. Yep. Okay, I got to calm down. Okay. I got to go ask some more coffee, and uh, we'll get some news together here. Okay, we'll get rolling, 613. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Hudley, the Blue Cat. It's where it's at.